call for all of us to recognise and acknowledge the fact of occupation, to rethink the received colonial settler narrative. Welcome to Deadly Justice with Tallulah, your local Aboriginal justice show. Good evening and welcome to Deadly Justice with Tallulah. This week we have the amazing Kalia Rogers on our show who is the 2021 Kimberly Girl. Um, I have had the absolute privilege of um, growing up with Carly. Uh, she is my first cousin and we spent a lot of our childhood together. Um, so it's been a really amazing opportunity to watch her kind of flourish into 2021 Kimberly Girl and all the amazing things that she's achieved. Um, so I'll go ahead and let Carly do her own introductions. Uh, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so my name is Carly Rogers and I'm from a Wonka community. I'm 22 years old and I've just recently won Kimberly Girl 2021, um, which was a really big achievement for me. Um, yeah, so it's really good. Nice. Now, you're not new to um, to modelling. You've done a little bit of catwalk modelling before, haven't you? Yeah, um, I did a bit of catwalk modelling down in Melbourne for the Melbourne Fashion Show and up in Darwin um, for the Darwin Art Fair show country to to couture that's it's, it was so amazing to watch you do all of that modeling stuff because <coughs> sorry excuse me i'm not sure if you remember this but you uploaded a photo in when you were <laughs> on facebook when you were like 16 and i commented and i was like you should do modeling do you yeah. remember this <laughs> yeah yeah i actually do remember that pose um yeah um it's funny because i really i really haven't like i really didn't thought of uh, doing modeling or doing any of these sort of s- stuff, you know, like runway shows or even walking in front of people, you know, that wasn't what I what I really wanted to do. Or I didn't have any idea of doing that in the future. But, yeah, just had that opportunity and just took it and just to try it out. And now I'm um, traveled down to Melbourne and up to Darwin with it. So it's really, it was a really eye-opening experience. That Darwin one was just recently, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, a couple of months ago, and I remember watching you r- do that catwalk. Um, not watching you, but seeing the photos of that catwalk, and you just looked so beautiful. So it was really cool to to see, I guess. Yeah, it was. It was really. It was. It was. It was really good. Um, uh, we I couldn't do any of that sort of stuff for a few months due to COVID and stuff. So it was really good to get back into it and. Um, yeah, have that second go again and even coming back to Kimberley Girl and doing um, all that catwalk stuff was really good. Um, really made me feel more comfortable comfortable with myself and yeah, sh- helping other girls try um, try and do catwalk stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm going to take a step backwards and I'm going to go back to asking you about your childhood, where you're from, your family, what it was like for you growing up in a remote community. Um, obviously, these are things that we know about each other, but, it, um, you know, I guess for our audience, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I grew up most of my childhood in Wangajunga community. Um, I spent most of my time there growing up. Um, so that was, 
it was really good because I was surrounded by family and cousins and friends that I went to school with and stuff. So um, growing up there was it was a good good time um, with everything that we did. Um, just going to hang out with my cousins, going down to the river, um, going swimming and fishing when it was um, the wet season, and yeah, it was it was a fun time. Lots of on-country things, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's not. It, it does pose its own obstacles, though, and and challenges and risks and whatever of living in remote community. Like we were talking about this yesterday. Um, some of the things that can happen when you live in a, a re- remote Aboriginal community, especially in the Kimberley, is you can get a, you can get cut off during the wet season, and then um, this poses all kinds of challenges, like. Um, access to medical services and even access to food because, of course, the truck can't come in with any food. And it was a couple of years ago that the community got cut off and food supplies and medical supplies had to be airlifted in. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was a few years ago that we got cut off from the town. Um, So we had all our stuff flown in on a chopper and, um, yeah, it it was really... It was kind of a difficult time because we couldn't get exe- access to like medical stuff and things like that. But it was also a good time because we had like being isolated. Um, we got to spend more time with family and you know having one having everyone in the same place at the same time was was a really good bonding time for for the family and everyone. It's really nice that you can see the positive in that negative. I think that's really special um, because most people would be like, oh, no, I've got to spend all this time with my family. But you're using it as an opportunity for bonding with your family, which I think is really special. Um, your family, like we know. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, now, tell us a little bit about um, some of the other obstacles you've had to overcome because – well, actually, first of all, I want to go into your achievements because I want to talk about all the amazing things that you've done. And then I want to go into a little bit of bo- more about your obstacles and how you've man- managed to overcome them to get where you are. So um, in the last 12 months, you've done Darwin Fashion Show. You've won Kimberly Girl. You've done um, a whole lot of guest speaking. You've been um, guests on like radio shows. You've been asked to guest speak at events. Um, and tomorrow you've got a photo shoot. No, today you've got a photo shoot. So tell us a little bit more about your achievements. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a good. Oh, the last twelve months was really, um, was really good for me. Um, I had the opportunity to go up to Darwin for the runway show up there, and then I had the opportunity to come back and do Kimberly Girl again. And being able to win Kimberly Girl was a really big achievement for me, um, because it shows that. You know, kids coming out of community that they can do anything. Um, yeah, so that's really good. Um, so, and I also were guest on radio shows, and um, I had I had the opportunity to talk, um, be a guest speaker at our um, year twelve graduation for Euromalay. Um, so it was really good coming back and um, being a guest speaker. For the graduation. Now you work with Yermalay. I want to. I mean, 
you know, your experience at Yerimalay, you t- do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because you went to that school and now you're coming back as a mentor. Yeah, so I went to Yerimalay um, for a few years um, and I graduated through the program. Uh, yeah, so it's really good. They helped me um, when I was boarding down in Melbourne as well um, at Wesley College and then coming back up to work as a residential mentor with the young kids. Um, it's really good because I feel like I can relate with them on different situations and stuff. Um, like homesickness because I feel like I've been through all that um, all that sort of stuff when I was in school. And then coming back and being a guest speaker at the graduation was was a really, <laughs> really proud moment for me, you know. Um, going to the school and then coming back and a way of giving back to them was really awesome. Yeah, I think that's magic, you know. I, there's a lot of people that have definitely, like, helped me in my life, um, been big supports for me. And so any opportunity to give back to these people is really special. Um, and, you know, especially when it's something so big like graduating high school, especially boarding school, you know, you don't always have people around to be able to support you during boarding school. It was really difficult for me. I went to boarding school in Perth. And um, I, if it wasn't for my grandmother around in boarding school, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have stayed as long and um, had the opportunity to graduate. So I think having people around you to support you during boarding school is so special. Yeah, um, it does really make a big difference, you know, because um, kids that's coming out of community, especially, you know, they find it really different um, and sometimes really hard um, with boarding boarding away from home because they're so used to being home and, you know, around family and then they have to come out and go to school and move away to get an education. And having that support there for them is really good. It helps them get a long way. And I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I'm doing that with the young kids out at Yermalay now. And that kind of stems into a little bit about your passions. You spoke about this yesterday as well. Your passion is to get kids engaged in school. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really passionate about, you know, keeping kids engaged in school or working with kids, you know, um, keeping, like, finding different ways that they can um, be engaged uh, with school and not just, um, you know, not coming to school and stuff. So, um yeah, I find one of the ways is, um, yeah, having a yarn with them and, you know, talking and um, making them feel comfortable and how they can, you know, succeed in school. One of the things that I really appreciate about Yermalay, um in the interactions that I've had with them is that they're very, like, specialised in this one-on-one stuff. Um, and it's really nice to see that people are, you know, especially Aboriginal kids from communities are getting this one-on-one support. And I think that you shine through doing, you know, in that kind of role and position. But also in your personal life, you know, I see you with all of our nieces and nephews and how you interact with them. And it's so special to watch because, um, you know, it's not always easy. But what do they say? It takes a village to raise a family. So you're certainly one of the sisters that steps up to help support 
Um, you know, some of our, our other sisters were young mums as well. Um, so it's really special to kind of see you take that role as another mummy for these nieces and nephews as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I do enjoy being around my um, nieces and nephews. You know, um, they're really, really special people to me. Um, so it's really good going back home and, you know, having that time with them, um, having that bonding time as well with um, my nieces and nephews and little cousins and stuff. So, yeah, it's really good. I think um, one of the things that I love that you and um, Kimilia, another older sister, make an effort to do is to bring, you know, new dresses and new shoes for all of our nieces and, and do their hair and, you know, make them all look nice and, and pretty and like sparkly dresses and stuff. I think that's really cute and special. You know, it's not often that people get opportunities to have an auntie that spoils them like that, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do. Um you know, gets a lot of stuff for them and especially when we come into town and take a lot of clothes and stuff back for them, get them all dressed up for school or whatever, like events that's happening at school. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's kind of fun too. I think yeah, I think and uh, and that I think the point of that was that, you know, your passion for kids shines through both in your personal life and your professional life and um you know, I, I think that's something that is very rare, I, I think, and, and um, will do you well and, and gives me kind of hope for our next generation as well. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, so y- your obstacles. It hasn't always been easy. You've reached a point, I guess, where you're like challenging yourself. And, and again, we were talking about this yesterday. It's kind of a change in the tides at the moment. And um, lots of people are going through big changes and making big decisions in their life um and i think that you certainly wrote what's the word ridden the wave rode the wave (laughs) with this and you've kind of taken it on board and in your stride to make big changes in your life and challenge yourself um what have been the biggest obstacles for you to be able to do this being a shy kid it wasn't always easy for you as a kid you know you you were you were a shy kid and now being naturally i think you're quite introverted so for you to utilize this challenge of especially Kimberly girl and modeling as well to kind of come out of your shell, you know, what kind of other obstacles have you had to overcome? Yeah, being a, you know, being a really shy kid growing up, um, I felt like I needed to, needed to change, you know. Um, I've missed a lot of really good opportunities because of it. And now I see, you know, that, I needed to change. I needed to have that change. So, um, yeah, and that was one of the big reasons why I joined Kimberly Girl as well, to challenge myself and um, have myself come out of my shell more, you know, and being being a leader for younger kids to see, you know, that you can, um, you can get through it and you can, you can make a change in your life as well, you know. Um, so that that was one of my really big barriers this year. I would say that it's just like pushing myself to the to the limit where I could just um, get out there and talk in front of crowds and you know talk talk to people without being so shy and stuff. 
and talk on the radio show. I've been asking you to be on this radio show for so long, so it's nice to see that you, you know, you're kind of gaining more confidence to guest star on on things like this. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've been asking me to come on this show for a while now, um, <laughs> but I'm really glad I'm actually doing it now. You know, um, I feel like this is one of the ways that I'm building myself up. You know, building my courage up to do things and. Um, yeah, having the confidence to talk more, even if it's on radio show or um, in front of the camera or anything like that. Yeah, and I guess that's the point of the show is to celebrate, to help people um, like challenge themselves and push themselves. It's definitely one thing. It's definitely why I love doing this. You know, I love being able to give a platform to people to celebrate their wins and to challenge themselves and give them a bit of airtime, you know. So um, now that's certainly been a big challenge for you but you're not um like a stranger I guess to other kind of really deep hardships as well you know you've had some pretty serious um grief and and loss in your life and and you know we've lost some pretty close family members um recently within the last couple of years and for you you had um two big losses in the same year um so Tell us a little bit about those, if you don't mind, and how you managed to utilize um, these kind of really hard points in your life to grow, I guess. Yeah, um, a few years ago, yeah, it um, was a really hard time in my life um, because I lost my dad and um, that really, really made me feel like, you know, really broken, but then again, it brought me closer to my to my sisters and siblings um which was which was really good and that bond that we have created really helped me through that really difficult time um during that time uh it was hard but having that support of family and being really close um close knit um really really got me through that difficult time um, it helped me, you know, come out, my come out, of come out of my shell more. It really challenged me. It made me, you know, think that I needed to, I need to push myself further. Um, and without that, that challenge, um, being there, it was, it was really hard. And then, but just having families around, you know, um, was really good. So that we could, like, you know, rely on someone that we can talk to and stuff like that. You know, I think that's the really um, strange thing about grief is that it can be a make or break moment for people. You can either use it as a reason to kind of keep going and do bigger and better things because um, that's certainly something that, you know, I've ex experienced in the last 12 months. My grandma passed away last year and she, uh, her and I were very close and... I wanted to fall in a heap and just be really self-destructive, you know. Um, but I used the opportunity because I know she would have wanted me to do well. And, yeah, it can be a real make or break thing. Do you feel like that's your experience a little bit? Yeah, um, it can be a really um, – it can be a make or break experience, you know. Um, but I feel like everyone experiences it different, differently. Um but from my experience, I had to really pick myself up and keep moving, you know, um, try and get through get through that really difficult time. Um, it doesn't 
really always heals really quick, but it, you know, um, it really makes you come out, like, come out more. Yeah, and, and, you know, they say time heals all wounds, and I don't know if that's true. I think time just makes it easier to get through it and live your life um, kind of without that person. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not an easy thing. And in the same year, we lost our brother, which was another big um, loss in our family because he was a um, very, well, you know, he was a brother, but he was also a very kind of caring, nurturing person. And, and um, you know, we lost him to suicide, which was a pretty challenging moment because suicide, you know, affects so many people in our families in the Kimberley um, and to kind of have another person pass away that way was pretty devastating, hey? Yeah, it was It was really hard, you know, for the family to... Um, a really hard moment to experience. Um, but then again, um, it did really bring all of us together um, as a whole family with extended families coming in and, you know, um, showing their respects and stuff like that so yeah but it was really it was really a hard time back then but having that family support really really helped us through that really hard time yeah it made a difference for me and it actually did draw me a lot closer to my family as well because you know I've been on and off with my dad's side of the family and I spent for the most part lots of my time with my mum's side of the family so um, even though we lost our brother, which was really difficult, um, it was an opportunity for us to come together because you never know, you know, it kind of is a, um eye-opening moment. You never know how long people are going to be around for and, um, you know, you cherish and you don't take for granted people in, in your family, I guess. Um, and, yeah, it made a, it made a difference um, for me coming back into the that space, you know. Um, so going back to some of your achievements, I, we talk about your obstacles and, and um, y- you know, we kind of use that as a turning point for why you've done so well. Um, what was like the highlight of Kimberly Girl this year? My highlight would be, um, would be uh, practicing the routines, um, even though it was um, difficult at the beginning. But it was really a big highlight for me and walking out there in front of um, plenty of people, um, building that sisterhood friendship bond with the other girls. That was one of my highlights as well. Um, uh, yeah, there were a lot of highlights, but I feel like that one was was, um, was the main one, you know, building that relationship with the other girls from, from the Kimberley and the Pilbara as well. Um, and having them having them there to support as well, you know, having the other girls support and seeing that um, support that they showed each other as well. It was really good to see, you know, helping um, helping girls build up the other girls was really one of my really big highlights. Do you know what? Coming back and mentoring this year's group of girls was so magic for me because I was so emotionally invested. I was like feeling sad and and happy and emotional and proud and all of this stuff in that whole two weeks. I went to a real roller coaster. 
but it was so amazing to watch these girls, you know, come in on the first day and be really nervous and then, you know, just flourish into confident, um, sure, certain people, you know. It was really nice and I hope, um, you know, some of the girls, I hope they can come back next year and do it again or um, utilise the things that they've learnt to really, like, excel in things that they're passionate about. It'd be really cool to see... Um, you know, 12 months down the track, how far people have come. Because even in, in 2020, Kimberly Girl, we had a few girls who, were, you know, went into the program really shy and uncertain about themselves and then 12 months later are going on to do amazing things, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Kimberly Girl certainly was a, a turning point for me and, and I think that we'll hope that in the next 12 months it'll be something that really turns, you know, is a pivotal moment for you as well yeah um yeah it really gave me more opportunities you know more really um broadened my horizon more um with with everything you know um even if that was my with myself um with um job opportunities or you know just having the courage to travel elsewhere to gave me the confidence to like you know live live away from home more as well. Um, so I feel like yeah, it really played a really big part in my um, turning point as well. Yeah, I think um, they they definitely chuck you in the deep end, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, and I feel like, you know, being chucked into the deep end really is really challenging, you know, and then, but it's good as well because it helps you figure out yourself and challenge yourself to um, build build your confidence, build your self-esteem and everything like that, um, which will help you in the long run as well. Do you know what I think was one of the most nerve-wracking moments of Kimberly Girl? Was, um, and you know, obviously getting on stage and doing all that question and whatnot, but the, the um, questions with the judges? Because they're all the people who, who want you to succeed and do well and they're sitting in a room asking you what you're passionate about and what, you know, why you come here and all of this stuff and you're really put on the spot and you have to think about it and that was something that I certainly was, I felt like I was chucked in the deep end for, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, that was really, it was really uh yeah, like chucked in the deep end moment for me as well. <laughs> um, but I felt like I needed to talk from the heart. Um, and what, I, what I'm what i passionate about and what I believe in, you know. And so that was, I that made it easier for me to actually um, talk to them, you know. Do you know what um, I, I was thinking about this just before? Um, we, like Kimberly Girl, like they, lots of people want you to succeed. Nobody wants you to fail. Everybody's there for a reason to see you succeed. Um, and it was, I just thought, it, how amazing is it that two Kimberly Girls have come from Wonga Junga community back to back years? Like, Lots of the Galari staff are pretty happy about that as well because some of them come from Fitzroy as well. So um, I just I was thinking about it. I was like, isn't that such an amazing achievement? Yeah, it was. It was a really, really big achievement. I reckon you know, um, having us represent um, a little 
small community and having these um, role models come out of there um, was a really big, really big achievement because um, it's everyone watching, you know. Um, everyone watches, uh, watch everyone back home watched the show as well and having having this back-to-back -back winners come from the same community um, only shows, you know, that you can do anything. It shows kids coming from community that you can do anything, you know, that you put your mind to it. Um, so that was one of my really, really proud moments. And it wasn't just us as well. It was another um, girl from our community as well, Rowena, who won, what did she win? Photogenic? How amazing. Like it just, yeah, it just feels really cool to have that representation, I think. Yeah, so I think, I think you know, it's such a challenge and such a, an amazing opportunity. Oh, I wanted to ask, what was your feelings and thoughts and everything rushing through your mind when they announced your name? <laughs> well, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting it. Um, it was so unexpected for me. I felt like I couldn't, like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it like that I won. Um, um, just having my name called out, you know, was was really was really a a proud moment for me, and having my family in the crowd watching it, you know, <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was a really surreal moment. Um, and then having everyone congratulate me, um, really, I wasn't really like, I couldn't like add. Um, <laughs> it was like I couldn't believe that I won. Um, so I had to, yeah, <laughs> like speechless. Um, but then again, you know, it does. Um, yeah, it was really a um surreal moment, you know, um, for uh, for me to have my name called out on the night and being able to walk out as the winner was really, really a proud, big achievement. It kind of shows that hard work pays off because, you know, you try and try again. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, you know, the hard work and the that you put in during the two weeks and having to try and try again, you know, um, and come back and do it again. And, you know, it was really, really a big change. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, I wanted to ask you, you've, so you, you've done a fair bit of modeling you're that's certainly a pathway that you want to continue down what are your plans for the future what's your um say next 12 months what will your um kimberly girl reign look like and then i guess what are your goals after that yeah um for the next 12 months i really want to keep you know um keep working uh, keep working with young kids um keep them engaged i want to get some um try and encourage more girls from the Fitzroy Valley area to try and compete, you know, try and um, participate, you know, in the Kimberly Girl program. I feel like it will be a really, really good achievement for them, a really good program for them to go through. So I feel like in the next 12 months, I want to encourage more girls from the Valley area to give Kimberly Girl a go, you know. Um, and, yeah, so just to have them experience this new, new pathway you know that they could really succeed and it's pretty it's pretty amazing thing 
you know, and then also when you watch people that you're you really care about go through the program, um, yeah, I think that's something. And I think, like you know, we mentioned earlier on in the show, I think that's something that you're amazing at is encouraging kids to kind of um, you know feel comfortable about themselves and feel good about themselves. So um, let's hope that's something that follows through and shines through in the next twelve months. Um, will you continue to do some modelling? Yeah, I'm hoping um, in the next year to um, actually do some more modelling, um, even if that's still back up in Darwin or, or if I get the opportunity to go down to Melbourne again, um, I'll definitely take it with both hands and give it a, another crack again. So amazing. And I think, you know, more and more we're seeing Aboriginal models um, kind of take control. And, you know, I've had two other models on this show before I believe um and then there's you know Magnolia who you had the opportunity to meet and do catwalk with yeah um having that opportunity to actually meet Magnolia um was really (laughs) um was really a big moment for me because I felt like I looked up to her um and her and how far she came you know with her career and stuff so I really looked up to her. Um, that was one of the reasons why I got into modeling. Um, just seeing how, you know, you can be an indigenous girl and then you can go a long way with with modeling and in the fashion industry, you know. Yeah, 100%. I remember when um, Samantha Harris started modeling and it was like, a huge thing because she was like one of the very first Aboriginal models come through and everybody was like, whoa, that's a very first in my, in our generation anyway, I think. Um, and it was so magic. And then seeing, you know, people like Shulin, who was the very first Kimberly girl, um, you know, her experience in modeling and, and then now Billie Jean as well. So, um, it's just kind of such an amazing thing to see, Aboriginal people represent their catwalk in a way that kind of challenges um, while also not challenging, I guess. No, yeah, I guess so because, you know, historically we only ever see kind of these tall, slender, white models. Do you know what I mean? So challenging these standards of beauty in the sense that, you know, more brown people should be represented, (laughs) you know? Um, So I think it's so cool to watch and, um, yeah, Powerful black women. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think uh, yeah, I've I've been I haven't been watching, but I've been following Brooke Blurton on the Bachelor Bachelorette, and I think Brooke's one of my mates from like a long time ago, twenty sixteen or something. But um, to see her kind of be like this person that the whole of Australia knows, and for good reason, she's great. Like she's just such a good human it's like seeing all these aboriginal women in your mainstream media nowadays is very kind of heartwarming for me and and something that i'm passionate about which again is why i like doing this radio show yeah it is important to you know um have these role models like really big names um be you know role models for for our younger kids you know to see that there is no standard um, to do this sort of stuff, you know, that you can you can go out there and do big things, you know, um, and it's really good to see their big achievements, you know, um, seeing Billie Jean um, also from Fitzroy Crossing and 
seeing her career and how far she's coming now, you know, um, seeing her up on billboards and stuff like that really, really makes you want to, you know, push yourself more out there and um, take all these opportunities that come your way, you know. So it's really good to see. Yeah, uh, it's um, very, very heartening. Um, now, you've kind of said a few few bits in here, um, but I just wanted to ask you, what are some words of advice you would give to people wanting to take a pathway similar to yours or maybe experiencing some of what you're experiencing? What are some cool words of wisdom? Um, yeah, just take the risk. You know, um, you don't know how many, how many doors that, opportunity can open for you you know um any opportunity that comes your way any positive opportunity either if that's with work either if if that's with like you know sport or anything just take it with both hands and you know run with it because you never know when this opportunity could come around again um yeah just take the risk take the opportunity you never know how many doors it can open for you do you know what that's actually really um a word of wisdom that hits home for me because my grandmother used to say that to me you risk because it can go one of two ways you can fail miserably and in that case you pick yourself up and you dust yourself off and you try again or it can turn out to be something beautiful so that's one word of wisdom that um sticks with me personally so i can i can relate to that and i think it's great um now to wrap up our show, is there anything else you wanted to say, mention, anything that I've missed? No, that wraps it up. Um, I feel like I've mentioned um, everything, all the positive things that I've done in my life. And yeah, thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for finally being on the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, to wrap up, do you have a song you'd like to recommend? <laughs> um, I would like to rep- recommend this song, Unstoppable from Sia. Um, I feel like that song really represents someone, um, represents me, you know, coming out, coming out of my comfort zone and, you know, trying this, these sort of new things and I feel like I will be unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. That's good. That's good. You got it. No, that's good. Okay, cool. I'll play that. Thank you so much for finally being a guest on the show. It's been such a pleasure and such uh, an amazing experience to watch you flourish through these challenges and things that have kind of set you back and then, you know, become a butterfly, you know? Yeah, butterfly. Butterfly. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. takes to fool this down I'll do it till the sun goes down and all through the night time oh yeah oh yeah I'll tell you what you wanna hear keep my sunglasses on while I shed a tear it's never the right time yeah yeah I'm
Put my armor on, I'll show you that 